Hey, hey, welcome to the Sammy Show, a show about the future of technology. Today we're talking about Bitcoin and the blockchain. Uh, a few years ago, my cousin was uh, driving around a BMW and living the good life and running his own company. At the age of 23, he had managed to accomplish all this. How did he do it? Bitcoin. A new type of digital currency that was making news headlines millionaires out of nowhere, and no one even knew who had invented Bitcoin. Today, as I write this introduction, Bitcoin is worth about $450 American, and there's around $5 billion worth of Bitcoin in circulation, compared with $1.34 trillion in US currency in circulation. It's not a significant number, but it's not an insignificant number. What effect does Bitcoin have on our economy? What effect does it have on politics? And why do so few people understand what it is, especially blockchain? So I'm just gonna explore Bitcoin a bit. I have an interview uh, today with Leo. It's a really great interview. He's a Venezuelan, uh, Calgarian businessman who uh, uses Bitcoin in his everyday business. Uh, but first off, just a little introduction. Uh, what is Bitcoin? Bitcoin is a digital asset. There's also a software accounting and record keeping system for that asset. It was originally published as a research paper and the concept was to create a solution for online peer-to-peer -peer payment systems. By creating a system where customers, clients, businesses, governments, charities, or any other financial entity can connect any other entity with no bank, financial institution, or middleman. Basically, I can exchange value with another person, not only without the need for a bank or government. I don't need any cash. I don't need anyone to control or make the cash. It's all uh, managed by a computer system. The second major concept behind Bitcoin is the idea of security. Bitcoin didn't want the problem of double spending where the same Bitcoins could be spent twice, which would ruin the integrity of the Bitcoin system. The way this works, there's a large uh, chain of data called the blockchain, which is actually becoming bigger than Bitcoin. Uh, and there's also a transaction record system uh, for legal documents. You could put a whole book in the blockchain, cataloging of uh, secure information. Yeah, so what happens is a group of computers create a large chain of data. This also creates the largest pool of computer power in the Bitcoin network. Dates are sent on best effort basis and anyone can join and leave the network at any time. And this network prevents the corruption of Bitcoin and creates immense flexibility as well. People can join and leave the Bitcoin world at any time and can also easily trade with each other in real time faster than most transactions uh, with minimal amount of risk. The Bitcoin network is similar to a torrent network, possibly derived its name from BitTorrent. People can join and leave at any time and are rewarded by contributing to the network. That's where Bitcoins come from, is people processing on their computer, uh, checking previous Bitcoin transactions to uh, make them valid. And once enough have been checked by enough computers, uh, the network randomly distributes Bitcoins to one of the checkers as a reward. And that gives people incentive to check the security of the system by rewarding them with Bitcoins. And then there's the blockchain. So the blockchain is the main innovation of Bitcoin. First, to understand the blockchain, we must understand what a hash is and the type of hash used in Bitcoin blockchain. A hash is a large number written in hexadecimal where the number is represented by the numbers 0 to 9 and A, B, C, D, E, or F. Bitcoin uses an algorithm designed by the National Security Agency of the United States. Benefit of this is it converts a large amount of information to a fixed length hash. Input the same hash, you always end up with the same information. 
But if you change a single bit of the information, the hash won't match up with it. So the hash is a security key that can verify all the information quickly and efficiently. So to summarize, Bitcoin uses hash security keys to quickly verify information. Any slight change in the information will make the hash invalid. Every block in the blockchain contains a hash of the previous block. The original block in the blockchain is called the Genesis block. Basically, each block comes from the previous block. Otherwise, the hash, previous hashes wouldn't work. And it's very impractical to regenerate the old blocks because you'd have to do all the processing power again and everything that came after it. This makes it more beneficial just to mine Bitcoins instead of trying to corrupt the system. So uh, Leo, he's a calm, smiling, and unassuming Venezuelan-born man. Uh, he puts you at ease with his manner, but is also captivating and uh, his passion for Bitcoin technology and philosophy. Uh, I've talked with him before at length about what Bitcoin is, the implications of Bitcoin in the future, and he pays some of his employees in Bitcoin. And uh, yeah, it's really I'm really excited to talk to him today. And uh, here we go. Here's my interview with Leo. Enjoy. Uh, I was just wondering, like, what's new with Bitcoin and the blockchain? Like, what's been going on in the past? six months or so? Bitcoin and the blockchain are chugging along. Um, they are entering the mainstream. There's been, in the last six months alone, money has been pouring into projects from big banks. Even some countries have taken interest in, in um, using the blockchain for certain areas where a trusted medium is uh, required, okay? Mm -hmm. If you think about the blockchain, that, uh, I mean, the, the whole idea of the blockchain is to insert trust into uh, transactions where the parties basically don't trust each other. They are all known to each other. There is no, no trust in between them. Mm -hmm. So the blockchain is designed to provide that trust, to make the transaction secure, to make the transaction public. So it's in the public domain, and uh, it's, it's a transaction that is inherently secure. You have to solve an extremely difficult math puzzle to be able to reverse engineer a transaction. Right, to corrupt it. In order to, to even think about reverse engineering anything on the blockchain, you would need so much computing power and so much energy mm -hmm. that it renders it basically worthless, okay? Yeah, because you'd be better off just mining the coins instead. Yeah. Just recently, the country of Georgia decided that they are going to use the blockchain, keep a ledger of all the real estate transactions. Okay? Wow. So it's a commitment from the government of Georgia to basically um, use the blockchain in a, in a real transaction stream that it's extremely important for everyone, okay? Mm -hmm. So money's been pouring in from all sides. 
companies like Microsoft, for example, have decided to uh, create a an environment that would provide tools and and uh, and all kinds of, of aids to people and developers that would like to develop uh, applications for the blockchain. Okay, they are creating this on the on the um, .NET of all places. Okay, uh, the very mainstream web uh, environment from Microsoft. This is no longer a um, a geek environment. This is no longer on the fringes. Mm-hmm. This has taken a life of, of its own. And uh, as I mentioned, you know, big companies uh, in the tech industry, big companies in the financial industry, in the insurance business, they are all um, putting money and resources and and uh, developing uh, new uses for the blockchain. How come do you think everybody or a lot more people know about Bitcoin and but fewer people know about the blockchain, just like the general public? Well, um, unfortunately, the the uh, the press that that Bitcoin got was not very good press. Okay, mm-hmm. um, a, a few years ago, a couple of years ago, there was this very notorious website called Silk Road that uh, it was the eBay of drugs, arm deals, even murder for hire. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it all worked on the Bitcoin. It, it, the payments were required in Bitcoin for any transaction on the um, Silk Road. Okay. Mm-hmm. That alone was um, extremely damaging to Bitcoin itself, okay? And and it brought Bitcoin to the forefront of mainstream media and uh, to the political establishment as well. Uh, a couple of senators from New York were very active in, in trying to bring down uh, Silk Road and... Mm-hmm. Uh, all they kept saying was that Silk Road was bad mm-hmm. and that the reason that it was anonymous, it was because of the of the uh, Bitcoin. Okay. Right. So Bitcoin got a bad rap from that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how people knew initially about Bitcoin. Then there was also a really bad uh, incident with... Uh, an exchange in Japan, Mount Gox, and it it also brought a lot of attention to Bitcoin because lots what happened of people, there? Okay, uh, the 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 uh, exchange was hacked. It was an inside job, apparently, and um, from the CEO down, were involved in in the whole operation. Um, actually, the one of one of the uh, one of this, uh, I think it was the CEO that committed suicide shortly after that. Okay, and mm-hmm. um, lots of people lots, uh, lost uh, a lot of money. 
in the exchange. And uh, that brought the, the price of Bitcoin down really quick. That was at the height of the, the Bitcoin frenzy when the price went from a couple of dollars to 900, almost $1,000 on a very short period of time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So after that, the, um, the price crumbled and it went back to um, $60 at the time. And since then, it has been uh, slowly recuperating. Um, right now, it's in the $400 range. Right, uh, American. So, yeah. yeah. You, you told so, me when uh, we uh, first talked that you thought the price is going to go up to a million dollars eventually per Bitcoin. Do you still believe that to be true? I believe so. I believe that Bitcoin will um, revaluate very, very, uh, to a very high price. Maybe there will come a time when, when, you know, uh, a Bitcoin is worth a million dollars, maybe even more than that. Okay. You have to remember that Bitcoin is a, it's a method of exchange that was designed to protect the owner of a Bitcoin from uh, inflation. Okay, and from manipulations of the market, no right. one, uh, no one can control bitcoins. Right. So there, there is a limited number of bitcoins that will be minted, mm-hmm. and that will be in circulation. As we approach that limit, we are now at, at about two thirds of the twenty-three million uh, bitcoins that can be possibly generated, as we approach the limit, as more and more governments around the world are taking note and, and understanding that Bitcoin is a, a very useful exchange medium. So you advise, would advise anyone to invest a modest amount in Bitcoin just because eventually there it will be worth a lot more well you know if if i were a um if i were a financial advisor uh, i would tell you i cannot say that <laughs> now one thing one thing that i would tell anyone is mm-hmm. not to be afraid of bitcoin okay um to uh try to understand a little bit you know uh, about the value of a currency, okay? How currencies work, mm-hmm. and and why Bitcoin is an alternative, okay? So, if you look at any any currency that is that is uh, issued by governments, mm-hmm. we're basically at the whim of of governments, okay? If they need money, they print more money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, if if you or me or anyone needs more money, we use plastic money. We are creating money at that point. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, the more supply of money there is in circulation, the more debt that we have around, the less valuable the money is. Actually, that's that's common sense. The more 
of something that you have, the less valuable it becomes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and right now with any currency, what uh, keeps really the value of the currency is basically trust in a government, an economy, a, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of variables. Okay. But the problem is that when the government needs more money, they generate more money out of mm-hmm. thin air. There's nothing to back that kind of money up, okay? On the other hand, you have uh, currencies like Bitcoin that have a limit. There is a limit of the number of Bitcoins that could be issued at any time, okay? Oh, like would you say Bitcoin has more similarities with like something like gold or like money or is that just a bad analogy? Well, no, I don't think it's either uh, it, it's either similar to gold or 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 other currencies, okay? Because you can always find new gold deposits. The more gold there is circulating, the less value it has, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing with money. In this case, Bitcoin is there, there is a limit to the number of bitcoins that can be issued. Mm-hmm. Uh, that limit is not going to be changed by anyone. No one can change that. Okay, and once that that limit is reached, um, we will see uh, that Bitcoin uh, start will start gaining a lot of value. Mm. Okay. Now that depends on uh, on on other variables as well. Okay, it depends on governments um, allowing or not making Bitcoin illegal. Uh, that also depends on the financial system embracing Bitcoin, allowing transactions. Uh, on the mainstream using bitcoins okay we are just starting to see that on a very small scale for example right. here in town in calgary and and here in canada you can go to a coffee shop waves house waves coffee and you can buy your coffee with bitcoins it's a very simple transaction they show you a um a, a qr code on the screen you take a picture with with a small app, and the transaction just starts. That means that from your electronic wallet where you keep your bitcoins, it will generate or transfer the small amount of the fraction of bitcoin that the coffee costs mm-hmm. to the address of uh, the other party. Okay. Right. So kind of like an and, online uh, bank transfer or something just with no intermediary. That's correct. That is correct. There is no no bank uh, in between. Right. Um, so you can buy a coffee. You can stay at a hotel. Okay, there are hotels that, that accept Bitcoin here in Canada. Um, it, it's a little bit more uh, common and pervasive in, in Europe where you can basically live off bitcoins um easily okay you can you can travel you can buy groceries you can buy a drink at a bar 
and uh, even go to the movies and everything. You know, in Europe, yeah. it's a lot more accepting than than uh, here in North America. But Bitcoin is entering the mainstream. Bitcoin is is being uh, embraced by some businesses. Bitcoin is being uh, is being used more and more by more people. Okay, even though you know the the, the percentage of of transactions now in relations in relation to the to the number of transactions using regular money mm-hmm. is so small that it's just you know almost right. unnoticeable. It's kind of like a large company, not an economy. Yeah, size scale. True, companies that that have a disruptive business models like Airbnb and Uber, for example, um, are also looking into uh, adopting some kind of of uh, of cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. Right. Okay. Um, Airbnb, for example, just bought a small company, um, a small developer uh, company, software developer, um, mm-hmm. that they do Bitcoin software. Okay. They 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 make applications around the Bitcoin environment. So even though Airbnb publicly said that they are not going to start using Bitcoin anytime soon. This is, you know, just this is just the uh, the beginning of of uh, them uh, signaling that they will enter the market at some point in time. And you use Bitcoin in your business. Could you just tell us what like your business is and how it benefits your business? Sure. I run a small IT company. We do uh, cloud management of uh, IT infrastructure, meaning that basically we become the IT department of small and medium businesses, and we manage everything from the cloud. We don't need to be on site. We manage from the network layer up to the application layers. We manage everything. Mm-hmm. Now, we have uh, decided to accept bitcoins as a form of payment, okay? Simply because that um, provides an opportunity for small and medium businesses to get to get familiar with the technology and to also understand that they can buy real services, goods and services that are useful for the development and, and operation of a company with Bitcoin. That this is not something, you know, uh, illegal, and that this is not something that uh, it's only for for um, uh, geeky people and a certain um, and a certain section of the population. That this can be a business to business type of transaction. For example, I um, also. Um, pay my uh, technicians and contractors that mm-hmm. I accepted. Of course, I don't. I can't force them to to take one currency or, or another. But those who accept it, uh, I will gladly pay them on Bitcoin. 
And that saves you in transaction costs? Yes. For example, if I if I uh, want to uh, to transfer a payment to a technician that is in South America, I would have to pay an average of sixty dollars uh, for the wire transfer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And on the other end, they will also have to pay an average of forty-five to fifty dollars on a on a transfer. Okay. So you're talking about a hundred. And then ten dollars on transaction fees that we completely raise um, from the math. Okay. Wow. So I transfer the bitcoins to uh, the other party, and that person can go to any um, to any um, uh, Bitcoin exchange and sell the bitcoins for another currency for. Mm-hmm. Dollars or euros or whatever you know they they wish to exchange it for. Okay. Do you think that like uh, Bitcoin is too volatile to be somebody's main staple for their currency? As with any new technology, yes, we are going to find some bumps on the road. But if you take a look at the last the last year. Um, the price of Bitcoin has been steady. Okay, mm-hmm. there has been no major jumps, either up or down. More and more, Bitcoin is behaving like like any any stock right. or, uh, on the market, where you 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 see the, the fluctuations, you know that that is manageable. And it's a little bit, you know, there's always a little bit of a gamble on on mm-hmm. trading anything, any kind of coins or, or or currencies or or stocks, where you will, you know, you have to bet a little bit that it will go. You will buy low and sell high, but more and more we're seeing that that variation is manageable. And that uh, it has stayed within a certain range for the last year or so. And um, what do you think about like like there's the people are doing like sort of day trading other because there's other types of coins like there's hundreds of different ones. Do you think that's kind of like sort of like a scammy thing to be involved with? Like there's there a lot of fraud going on with like the lesser known coins or. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, anytime you're going to invest your money anywhere with anything, being a cryptocurrency or uh, stocks or a mutual fund, you have to do your homework. You mm-hmm. have to know where you're going to put your money. Uh, there are risks involved in every single investment, and and it's. Up to everyone, you know, up to every uh, each one of us to understand where we're putting our money. Okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, there are certain currencies out there that are not uh, that transparent. Okay, and um, you will find that there are different business models for different currencies. Not everyone. It's the same. Uh, it's doing the same as Bitcoin um, with the mining. 
some mm-hmm. some uh, currencies some currencies have decided to issue the full amount upfront at the very beginning and start trading okay um, others are doing the same thing as Bitcoin which is based on mining uh, but you have uh, at the end of the day what you have to do is just simply research and make sure that you're putting your money where you know it's going to give you some some return at least or you have right. the assurance that uh that the operation is legal and it's mm-hmm. and it's um it's transparent mm. um one uh final question for you uh, if you could like tell somebody who doesn't know that much about Bitcoin or blockchain, like in like just really quickly, like what would be the key points to that you would want to educate them on? Like, if you had one thing to tell them about it, it's it's about trust. If there is anything that you can trust in the financial system right now, is Bitcoin. Simply because it's it's um, a, dis- a distributed uh, cryptocurrency that cannot be modified. Transactions are secure. Transactions um, are public, even though the you cannot recognize or identify the buyer and the seller. The mm-hmm. transaction is still public okay and you can research you can look at every single transaction and understand um, that uh, the transaction was generated from a point where they have legal bitcoins and those were transferred to another point where they reside in a in a secure place like a wallet okay Right. So if there is anything that I would like to the public to to understand is the trust factor on on Bitcoin and the blockchain that you can definitely trust it. Yes. Mhm. And I think that's been shown that they're really like obviously that Jap- exchange in Japan was kind of like a Bernie Madoff sort of Ponzi scheme deal, right? So there's it's nothing's ever 100% secure, but just the way that the system is set up, it's a very trustworthy financial system. That is correct. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, thanks for talking to me, Leo. I really appreciate it. Sure. Steve, my pleasure. Well, there you have it. Great talking with Leo. Great guy. Really interesting. Hope everybody learned a bit about Bitcoin and the blockchain. Uh, please subscribe to my show. It's available on iTunes and through SoundCloud. And uh, next week will be about 5G networks. So check it out. Have a great day.